Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome back to another episode of She Well-Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And today, I we're out of it, I feel. We... It's a little bit of a low, <laughs> low day. Yeah. Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. We never do that already. Right. So it's already off. But yeah. then Alana's birthday, like, outing was yesterday. And mm-hmm. it was it was just like, you know, we're old. <laughs> like, it took a lot out of us. Yeah. Like, our friend Kinsey, shout out to our other resident well-read baddie, God words, Kenzie, she was doing my hair and I had to bend down so she could like curl it and shit. Yeah. And I couldn't get back up. <laughs> I don't have Megan knees. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to I'm gonna need you to do some stretching now. Yeah, I got to. Because I said this is bad. This is we're too young to not be getting back up. But yeah. then it's funny you say that because I was out dancing after we um wrapped up mm-hmm. and I was like trying to do like some jumping on the dance floor. Ooh. Tell me why my knees were killing me. <laughs> I was like, ouch. I mean, I kept jumping. Yeah. But I was like, this is not a good look. Yeah. Or feeling. I was about to say, because that's like nobody else knows. Yeah. Yeah. I Except guess. you and your knees. My knees were screaming. <laughs> the knees are screaming. But yeah, I need to get into the gym like Beyonce is. That's what I said I am. Like beginning of May. Well, really, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be on my shit. <laughs> she said hello. May is really coming up. It is. It is. I'm going to be on my shit because I, 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 I got to do better. Me too. I am I am on that with you. Per. Okay. Uh, follow us everywhere at <laughs> SheWallRed. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube currently, do a Hi. quick wave. Hi. Nice to see you. Hey, Glad that on. you're here. Uh, and you know about the Amazon storefront and the bookshop. Shit's still getting moved. You know the drill. Give her a break. It's been a long month. I fin- I also finished the semester. So that wow, too. Wait, so you're... Oh, there's no, another semester? There's two more semesters. Damn. I got the summer. Like, I got like two-ish weeks off and then like you mini summer back? semester. Yeah. Oh. But then I end that semester in like June, late June. Okay, so, so it's, it's short. a yeah short, right. but then I pick back up late August. Late August. But then that's, that's it. Not bad. That's not so bad. It's not that bad when you You're lay it out like that. Really on the last stretch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's get on into the coffee break. Uh, Frank Ocean and Coachella. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe he did that. There's been so much discourse around this. Did, did you also see that Zendaya was there? No. Last night? What? Zendaya? Yeah, I sent it on Twitter. Performing? Yeah, with on Labyrinth set. When oh. they did uh what's that song? All for us. Oh yeah. She came and sang. She looks so good and she really? sounds so good. Yeah. I need to see that. I mm-hmm. didn't see anything about that. I said it in the group chat. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, random. Yeah, I, I was like, hello? Brief, like, music Replay? <laughs> somebody was like, somebody was like, now she knows she could have gave us a little doo-doo, a replay while she was up there. That's literally, when you said she performed, I was like, she's got, like, one song. <laughs> she actually but had more I than one song. About, but oh, well, I, forgot, you know. I forgot about the Labyrinth thing, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. It was one of those things you never think you're going to see live, but yeah. that's awesome. Right. I heard it was great. I heard that uh, Blink-182 or something replaced, replaced Frank. Mm-hmm. And they got the same amount of money. So I was like, solid. Yeah. It was like four million bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if Frank is going to have to pay back Coachella. I was reading for... something and they were like, probably not. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because like he had this whole skating rink set built and like ditched it at the last minute and then went over curfew like 
I was like, oh, he's getting fined for that, right? I know. I would have thought that too. But I was wow. reading some articles and they were like, they're the place is probably or whoever the people that produce this thing are probably just gonna take the loss. Oh wow. And it's apparently it's a pretty big loss. Yeah. Cause I remember weekend one, they lost like a hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Shit. Or were fined a hundred and seventeen thousand dollars for going over curfew. That That's was just crazy going over that curfew. They have curfews. Is I meant like to look California into that. Thing? I have no idea. Because why? Why is the curfew twelve? To it me, might be a safety thing. I guess, but to me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm used to like a festival, like in whatever Tennessee, mm. where they're like, you like live at the festival. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but I feel I think all of them do have curfews because I know hangout like you had to be done by a certain time. That's so interesting. So I think it's based on the city too. Oh. Like the city might have their own rules around what the festival can and can't do. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Don't quote us on any of this. <laughs> right. Also per usual, this that is like. That yeah. sucks. I just yeah. was like, cause I feel like it's very typical of an artist to be an hour late, mm -hmm. but it does suck that he had to end it like so much earlier and mm -hmm. i felt honestly bad for him like i know a lot of people are hating on this man which i get that if you paid for it like mm -hmm. you wanted a performance and you yeah. were expecting i mean it's coachella right so anyway then the set sounded cool i don't know yeah. what, how that was gonna play into his music because mm -hmm. i've never seen him once talk about ice skating right I, uh, the only thing i thought about ice skating and i was like i mean ice skating is pretty like calm and like chill and so like maybe that's the vibe he was going for i guess so i don't know yeah it was interesting and maybe it was just something different because i mean honestly let's be fucking for real no one's going to top Baychella. Like, it's not going to happen. I know. But so. if you're not into Beyonce, I can see how Frank, to me, I was like, oh, mm. that's the next best thing. Like, yeah. back when I missed Beyonce, I was like, I'm going to Frank. Like, once they announced it, mm -hmm. I was like, I have to go. I've never been to Coachella. Like, mm -hmm. this is the one that I'd love to see, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see Beyonce, but at least we got a fucking, you know documentary about yeah, it so i yeah. still can like pretend i was there <laughs> right um uh, but yeah that was such an iconic one i think it is kind of disappointing i don't know i don't know there's so many things to talk about with it because like i do feel like the bar for men is just lower mm, generally yeah um but Ooh, i never even thought about that for real for real it is you like you when you see it wow like even my own bias when i see a woman get on stage i'm like oh they're about to put on a show da, da, yeah. da, da, da. but a dude i'm like i don't have many high expectations oh wow like if you think about there this conversation was big back when ed sheeran was like on his tour where he was just like it was literally him sitting on a stool with a guitar and a mic mm -hmm. and just playing his music <laughs> <laughs> And people paid hundreds of dollars for the tickets. And like, you know, I guess I guess it just depends on the artist's vibe. That, that's what I was about to say, too. Like, whatever the the artist gives off, like, that's what I would expect. Like, an Ed yeah. Sheeran concert, yeah, that's yeah. what I would expect to see. Yeah. Or, like, even when I went to Adele, I didn't expect much at <laughs> like all. jumping jacks. And yeah, and, like, she... God love Adele. I she love even her. said at the beginning, hey, I know many of my songs are not stand up and like dance with me songs. So I'm gonna let y'all know. Not her like, being real. Yeah, she's being so real. She was like, I know y'all got uncomfortable shoes on. Like, you look good. Period. I'm a, she said, I'm gonna do all of the like ones that you stand up for back to back to back. So that after that, once that's done, you can just sit down and enjoy the concert. Fall, okay. I, I was gonna say I would have fallen asleep, but at the same time, it's Adele. So why the fuck would I fall asleep? Yeah. I mean, it's like going to an opera or something or like a musical. That's so true. If you think about it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I've never fallen asleep in one of those. Right. And you're just sitting and watching the whole a time. Performance. Right. It's a performance. Either way, I guess, mm -hmm. I guess there's just so many types of performances. And mm -hmm. so this is the part that I didn't know about that made me kind of change my mind, too. Mm -hmm about frank because i was like that's so rude of him to do that yeah but then i learned that him and his brother mm -hmm. who passed recently like two years ago yeah used to always go to coachella together mm -hmm. so I, at the same time after i learned that i was like oh so he was like really good probably going through it and yeah. he like performed a ballad of this song that he wrote for his brother which i literally didn't even know it was for his brother mm -hmm. and like you know i think that when someone like Frank does choose to 
grace us with his presence. <laughs> it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't show his face much. So I'm I'm like bl- feel blessed that we got to see his face. Yeah. You know, because he doesn't ever come out of his like wherever the fuck he is. Yeah. And I also feel like it's almost it very much reminds me of a Lauren Hill. Mm. Like, you know how Lauren Hill is always like, yeah, I'm gonna be there. And then she's not there. <laughs> it's like, you know, your favorite artist yes. and you know what they give. Yes. So like you have to go into it with that, too. That's so true. And so I feel like when I saw that Frank was going one, I, I was like, you about to do a Lauren Hill and not actually show up. I really. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like none of us were sure if he was going to actually be there. Yeah. And so but it's also and I just like caught myself while I was thinking of this thought. I was like, I would never go to a festival to see one person. Yeah, that's like, kind of a mistake. But we did that when? in college when we went to go see Kehlani at Voodoo. We only went for Kehlani. Girl, for I real, did for not real. go for Kehlani. Oh, I only <laughs> went for Kehlani. And Kendrick. And Kendrick. Those were like the two and I was like, I'm good. Kendrick. It was Kendrick. But then ugh, that one makes me mad because we had to leave early. Yeah. It was fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But anyway... I don't know. I feel like I went to that for more. I don't, I don't go to food for. I mean, if you go to one day though, I guess that's right. Fine. That's the thing that I was gonna say. We only went for one day when the person we wanted to see was gonna be there. Like we didn't buy for the whole weekend or anything yeah. like that. So that's fair. Yeah, but I will say I think we put uh, again like the conversation kind of we were having the last episode. We put so much pressure on these people. Yeah to do these things that we expect them to do. Mm. And I also saw this take that I really liked on TikTok where she was saying like, you know, kind of like both ends of the stick where it's like, yes, Frank was going through a lot probably with that performance, probably thinking about his brother, da 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 It's a fresh wound. Yeah. He's like injured or whatever too, oh, yeah. like his ankle. Forgot. But at the same time, you as a performer mm. need to be like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to put on a show period it doesn't even have to be like the best show of your life or anything like that Mm. i'm not gonna be able to put on a quality show for these people who are coming to spend their money to see me yeah let me step away yeah like when you were saying like the thing of like blessed with his presence i think that dips into that whole idolism that we have of these celebrities and like even when people are like oh you beyonce stands your idolizer and think she can do no wrong which it's like some Beyonce fans aren't back like that. Do I agree with it? No. Do I think that woman is the best thing since sliced bread? Yes. <laughs> but I would still be disappointed and upset if she did those. Like, I wouldn't, like, give her all of the excuses in the world. It's like, you fucked up, you fucked up. Yeah. At the end of the day. Like, did. you can still give people grace while still scolding them and saying you fucked up and could have made better decisions, I think. Yeah. And I feel like when I said that, it was, like, two-sided. Right. Yeah, no. Know? Right. But I feel like I've heard people who, like, just take that one and, like, ride with that. So that's why I was pointing it out when I heard it. I was like, man, there's some people who, like, will just ride out on that, too, and be like... He's, he's, he's like, That's God, true. he's like a presence. And it's like, no, he's just a guy. But he created. Yes, he created. Thing. That's true. He created like, this like type of image where like, you're lucky yeah, to like, see me. Frank could beat somebody up and I'm still like, Frank is the best thing since <laughs> sliced bread. <laughs> yeah, like, like Beyonce, Rihanna, they're billionaires. I don't fuck with that, but I'm a ride for them mm-hmm. in a fight. <laughs> Like, yeah, because of what they created, mm, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like, like the art, too. It's the art. It's not idolizing them as a person. It's like they it's like one of those like Bad Bunny could do as it was. But Harry mm. Styles couldn't do mm. one of yeah, Bad Bunny's songs. It's yeah, like that's true, too. Malcolm, I'm thinking about Mac Miller, like he did so much like like he did so many drugs and like treated himself so bad but like the art that came out of it it's Mm. like it's a weird thing when it's art it's like there's so many racist artists and like artists are usually tortured like they the ones that make the greatest art are usually terrible humans yeah terrible humans or have been like you said tortured humans and that's where the art came from and that's where they 
become that's why they're so terrible like i don't agree with how frank went about it but he's an artist and like they kind of live by their own rules they're not like working a nine to five like you don't have to put a two weeks notice in like there are no rules in a way for people like them yeah that's true that's true also i guess it's just like knowing i don't even know the word i'm thinking of knowing your like limits to like individually like how far you're willing like kind of like the swarm like how far you're willing to go for your favorite artist or your like favorite celebrity or whatever the fuck like how mentally (laughs) invested you decide to be in this person yeah too yeah so but at the end of the day i just i hope he's okay as a person as a human being yeah and i don't know yeah i feel like everybody's emotions are valid Mm -hmm. yeah like everybody's side in this situation get it right like if you really like trap like even lil wayne he he postponed recently his atlanta performance Mm -hmm. i don't know why but i saw that he postponed it yeah and somebody i know their friend flew to atlanta just to see lil wayne now that situation i'm like damn that's kind of fucked it sucks but like yeah life it's, but life sucks. lives like sometimes <laughs> like who knows maybe he wasn't feeling well all of a sudden and it's almost like you said like artists don't have a nine to five they can't take pto that day and like everything will still run as it should it's like, like when they are the company or when adele canceled and had to reschedule you know it's just like one of those things but i think you're right in like know the artist because like when mm-hmm. rihanna was scheduled for the halftime show i was like is this happening until it happened <laughs> until it happened because i was like i just can't see this girl practicing and performing like beyond- no one not everyone is beyonce right so yeah anyway r.i.p yeah. i'm glad i didn't go yeah that's what i'll say <laughs> she said that's what i'll been say or like the people for weekend two who like he didn't even go at all i would have been like i yeah i would have been like fuck blink 182 sorry travis like not travis barker <laughs> i'm, so like, I'm, not, I'm not a fan you haven't touched me the way frank has per damn sorry yeah. it's crazy oh all right, let's get into more crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You oh, ready? Let's, let's get, get in. into... <laughs> Look, we told y'all it wasn't our day. <laughs> Don't count this against us because I can't think. I hate pounding. I don't know what's going on. Not pounding, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, it's a rough... This is a rough cut uh, episode. <laughs> pray for us. Yeah, yeah. But let's get, get into the that's as best as y'all gonna get <laughs> today. Chapter oh my goodness. 31. 31. Um, yes, guys. <laughs> so this we start in a weird place. Yeah. It's a lot mm. of awkward moments. Which again, trigger warning. Yes, uh, thank you. For if that. uh we talk a lot about, you know, a lot of body dysmorphia topics again mm. and a lot of kind of like sexualizing children almost two yeah so if you're you know not cool with that and don't you know you don't have to listen to this part it's okay feel free to skip forward or come back whatever you need to do period but to get into it yeah (laughs) um, Jeanette is basically trying on bathing suits for the creator Mm -hmm. and we learn a little bit about the creator in this um chapter yeah it's like this ominous person and i was wondering i was like is she calling him the creator in the book so he can't come and sue her for defamation defamation oh i'd like the whole time i was reading this i was like is that why she's not saying his actual name so that technically like a like a legal loophole almost might be might be yeah that would make sense yeah i I don't know i don't know if she like didn't want to like give his name power oh that's another way to look at it too or but you know but Mm -hmm. it's like kind of interesting because i think they could get around the defamation i feel like because we all know who the creator is this is true it's not like we don't know but it's i feel like it's one of those legal loopholes where it's like well we didn't explicitly say who it was period so because you know them loopholes that's how they be getting you right there lawyers they Mm -hmm. are they do their little things i don't know right which we are on the set of iCarly for anybody who wants to like know who the creator is yes uh we won't say his name either honestly Mm -hmm. nope (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna read it as is (laughs) yeah so um jeanette is like 
y'all we know that she has started to develop mm-hmm. against her will um <laughs> and so she's a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. and for some reason they want her in well they've tried on a few bathing suits mm-hmm. like a one piece which is the one she wanted to wear yeah they have to get a picture of her in this two-piece bikini for the creator which mm-hmm. Don't really know why they need that. It kind of weirded me out. Yeah, and it, what really weirded me out, too, is the way they described it as, like, taking a Polaroid picture in each of these bathing suits. Mm-hmm. It, like, flashed me to a scene of Law and Order where they're going into, like, the pedophile's cave, and it's, like, you know, these Polaroid pictures of these children or, like, sexual acts or, like, whatever. That's kind of where I was feeling, too. That's where it brought me to, and I was like... What is he doing with these pictures, exactly? Right, outside of the show. It's, like, a way to... Like, as someone in power, it's, like, you can make these things happen Mm -hmm. that are not really... Needed. Yeah, I don't see why this is necessary at all. And she's literally like, can I um, just not? Like, yeah. she doesn't want to do this. And the wardrobe designer is like, he needs this. Mm-hmm. You know him. Like, he's fucking crazy. Yeah. And he's going to be mad. And we get into this, the fact that, like, he's so temperamental. Yeah. And nobody wants to make him mad. So the stylist is just like, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course her mom's egging it on in the background per usual right and so she puts her little dressing or uh, bathing suit on (laughs) steps out of the dressing room and um the they take her picture and but overall she's just like i feel really sexual in this and Mm -hmm. it makes me feel gross and i just want to be a kid yeah i want to like stay in my childlike state pretty much Mm -hmm. which is it's like she's being forced to confront her sexuality in this bikini yeah like i don't like that yeah i don't like this feeling yeah it's really it's really uncomfortable um and even 32 starts off quite uncomfortable it literally (laughs) starts with our lips are touching and I'm like, moving his hello. Mouth around. Yeah. <laughs> his eyes are closed. Yeah. And so we're on chapter 32, page 111, if you're keeping up with us. Uh, we are again on the set of iCarly. Most of this episode, we're going to be on the set of iCarly. And she's having her first kissing scene, which also turns out to be her first kiss, like in life ever. Mm-hmm. And I went back and thought about like my first kiss, but I didn't have my first kiss till college, freshman year. Heard that. <laughs> Just because. How was it? it was it was a time it was, it was a memory <laughs> it was like this it no it literally was like this Our because lips are touching i guess anyone's first kiss is not like the best experience yeah i don't really remember mine mm. but i don't think it was great it reminded me of that 303 song my first kiss went a little like this Katy perry really <laughs> did that she really did <laughs> um and she talks about how the creator is telling her how to do this kiss like how he wants the kiss to look on screen in this scene and she's just not getting it right but she's not getting it right because she doesn't want to be doing it and it's just uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and embarrassed by the whole situation oh i know and she's saying like it's really difficult to play this scene out she even says and she's this is one of the episodes where she's kissing nathan cress who plays freddie on the show and she literally says, lips taste like blistic chapstick. And I was like, what did my first kiss taste like? Oh, yeah, coins. Ew. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's like, gross. it was disgusting. I'd rather have the blistic. I'd ra- That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, Jeanette, I would have rather the blistic. Jeanette, get a little of this. <laughs> but she also would have rather it be on her own terms. So I feel like we're even valid <laughs> yeah that's a big one yeah. she yeah. is getting paid though this is true you didn't get paid that is a, <laughs> for that, that is also true but being paid for something she don't want to be doing <laughs> like, she wins life she wins <laughs> you, you won this one you were on this run run blah, blah, blah. <laughs> i don't know how to talk um, um. <laughs> So, yeah, so, and she's just really not feeling the role, as we said, and he's really, like, the creator's really screaming at her, like, because he wants her to, like, turn her head and, like, lips move and moving. He's, like, trying to make this look natural, and she's like, I literally don't know what to do. Yeah, (laughs) and so they literally cut the scene, like, they do the scene, but it's, like, he's, like, you know what, all right, I guess this is as best as it's gonna get, like, Mm, it's fine. mm. Um, And, you know, Nathan's kind of like, hey, we're done, like, and, like, he knows it was her first 
first kiss and like on screen. Yeah. And so she's like, Sweet. you know, haphazardly laughing, like, yay, we're done. Mm-hmm. And she ends with, just like that, my first kiss is over with. And my second kiss, and my third kiss, and my fourth, and fifth, and sixth, and seventh, technically, since we did seven takes. And I'm just like, oh, poor baby. I know. I hate this. I hate all of this for her. Ugh. And it only gets worse. No, but it's getting that. it's getting deeper too. I think like deeper into like her emotions and all of this. I I totally agree. So this one is 33 we're on page 114 now and they are on their way to a lunch meeting Mm -hmm. with the creator um her mom's freaking out a little bit a lot of it because (laughs) a lot lot of it (laughs) i have like i have to correct myself because she's never freaking out a little bit it's always like crazy yeah never the normal amount (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously and um she is worried because not worried, but she's excited and freaking out because um, this is a I'm thinking of giving you a spinoff day show lunch date. And mm-hmm. so this is like there's a lot on the line here. Yeah. And they all know what this could be. So anyway. Yeah. They're wanting it to go well because the creator is known to do spinoff shows. And the fact that they're about to have this lunch is like, oh, it's a good chance. Like he wants you for the spinoff of potentially what you know, after I Carly could be. Which is, I mean. That's a big deal. It's her mom's dream, yeah. I guess. Mm, I'm glad you said her mom's dream. So, that's who it is. And Jeanette's like, I don't know if we should be putting all this expectation on the lunch date. Because we'll probably, you know, it's just like. She's so mature and realistic in that sense, too. She is. And something that is kind of funny about this situation is that she's with the two people in her life that, like, stress her out the most. Mm, that's so true. Um, and so she's like trying to please the creator and she's trying to please her mom at the same time. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like very anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they get there and the creator's already there and he starts complimenting her. Mm -hmm. Which like, I feel like if my, it's like, I feel like when your boss gives you a really good compliment, like, bitch, you're doing a good job. Like, yay, pat on the back. It feels good, but the reason, yeah, the reason she's like not really feeling it um, and can't, she is very mature and she says that she doesn't want to get too attached to when he compliments her because this is something he always does and it's a way that he like makes you feel better um before and like at the same time on the other hand he can like make you feel really really bad about yourself Mm -hmm. and he's made people cry on set including like a child yeah he like fired her on the spot yeah she was like what six i think it said like very young like she didn't no one needs to go through that at six Mm -hmm. but he will like make adults cry anybody like he will make you feel so bad when you do something wrong so she's like i don't want to even care too much about when he's telling me i'm doing something good yeah and another thing that's fucked up is that he when he is complimenting her he's like undercutting everybody else around Mm -hmm. him so it's one of those things where it's like if you talk about other people like that when you're talking to me like what are you talking about me to other people like yeah. you know i feel like even like you know we went through this with like our different friendships where it's like you're talking to somebody it's like okay are you just venting about this situation or it's like are you just straight up talking shit right now and then if you're talking like this about them what are you saying about me yeah one of those real life like hmm yeah let's think about can't this. trust it mm-hmm. um so he's like you know, I work with a lot of young actresses. A lot of them are pretty. Some of them are funny, but none of them are as talented as you. And it's like, thanks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's really like, you act circles around them. You could win an Oscar someday. Mm-hmm. And you know her mom's eating this shit up. Her mom is like, her smile is going to break her face at this point. And <laughs> I think she's probably like, smile more and they have practiced this she's like she already told her like make your eyes wide uh, wide uh, when he says if he says the thing we want him to say Mm -hmm. so you can seem more engaged and like just be really agreeable and you know bring up my cancer i was just gonna say like they literally talked about on the car right there she says one of us should bring up my cancer too to really get him on our side i can take it if you'd like like 
almost like I don't know, just this gross bargaining chip that mm-hmm. she tries to use. She loves making people feel guilty. And it's funny because both of them, creator and mom, are super manipulative. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Jeanette kind of knows how to how to survive Ooh, around yeah. the creator That's and like point. knows how to be this mature of like, don't take anything he says too seriously. Mm. Like I wish in a way that she could take this and it's harder when it's your own mom. Mm-hmm. But I think that in a way her mom prepared her for Damn, this, this psychological bullshit mm-hmm. that the creator is on. Damn, that is so true. I didn't even think about that when I was reading this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like she on 116, he says the creator knows how to make someone feel worthless. Mm. Um, anyway, so the creator orders the main course and it's a bunch of fatty foods that Jeanette knows her mom is not going to want her to eat. But on the other hand, her she doesn't want to offend the creator because he's paying for the food and Mm -hmm. she doesn't want him to think that she thinks she he has bad taste like she's kind of stressed because she's like she's overwhelmed in general Mm -hmm. so she starts picking at her food (laughs) to like make both of them happy in a way Mm -hmm. and he starts to get into why he invited them to lunch Mm -hmm. um he says well (laughs) he starts to say and then I don't know if this is intentional, but he starts to kind of drag it out. Um, Jeanette's like, he's making mom struggle because her mom just wants to hear the magic words. Yeah. And he's like, well, first, let me ask you a question. How do you like being recognized? How do you like being famous? And her mom is like answering all these questions for her. She's like, she loves it. Absolutely loves it. The fans adore her. She adores her, adores the fans. Yeah. They almost always say she's their favorite character. And, um, which Sam was my favorite character at iCarly. She was so fucking funny. Mine too. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Yeah. Um, and anyway, the, the creator finally gets to the magic words. He says, um, good, because you're going to have a lot more of it. I want to give Jeanette her own show. And yeah. her mom's like, she literally drops her fork in excitement. Yeah. Like, this is like a movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I even have the name picked out. Just puck it. Um, he's like, isn't that a fun name for your show? And her mom's like, yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, no, it's not. I don't know. I, I don't fuck it. I don't like because I'm thinking just fuck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. that's kind of where he was going with it. Whoa. That makes okay, sense. that's kind of iconic. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> now that I'm thinking now, about now it. Now it is a good name. Now it is I a good name. I didn't get it. I didn't get that. <laughs> now we're here. Now we're, we're we get we get it. Creator, I see what you were doing mm-hmm. there. We don't fuck with you, but we that was that was good. That was a good one. Some, yeah, you know, I guess he's good at his job. I don't know. <laughs> right. In a way. Right. In a anyway. Yeah. yeah. But he like dangles this in front of them and then he's like, Oh, no, you can't have it right now. And he's like, um, iCarly's doing too well. You can't we can't do this now, but in a couple of years, mm-hmm. if you do exactly what I say and you listen to me and you let me guide you. I promise I'm going to give you this show. Yeah, which I thought was gross as he was saying it. I was mm. like, this the, the pedophilia just keeps growing in uh, my mind of like the grossness that. of it. Because he's still talking to a child at the end of the day. <laughs> I didn't think about that at all. Like, you're right. The words. She's like 13. Yeah, well, I think she's, I think we did get an age check somewhere, but I think she's around like 15, 16 oh, at this time. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a little older, but still. Still young. Still young. Mm-hmm. Her mom's crying. She's like, my baby deserves it. And um, she is very aware that there's a contingency when it comes to this promise. She's like very smart. We know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on the way home, her mom's like, why don't you seem happier? You're getting your own show. And she's like, she basically lies to her mom's like i am happy um and her mom's like good because everyone wants what you have right and it's like yes every there are a lot of people who would want that but jeanette's not even one of them her mom so doesn't it's know. just it's her just mom so thinks fucked she, per usual it's very very and then 34 is just like 
intense. Keeps, keeps the punches rolling. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. Um, and so iCarly has been on the air for about three years now, and in some, she's saying in some ways it's getting easier. She's developed her friendship with Miranda, we love to hear. And, uh, you know, she is just very thankful for this relationship with Miranda. Like, it's kind of like an escape from all the shit that's going on around her. It's like the one part of the job that she likes is that she gets to be friends with Miranda. That's true. They've, mm-hmm. like, developed, like, a real friendship. Yeah. And, but, you know, and then also another good thing is, like, her mom's not as worried about bills. Like, her family's more taken care of because of the checks that she's getting at Nickelodeon. But it's still not enough for her mom. Like, she even says, they should be ashamed of the salary they give you. Compared to network TV, it's jelly beans. Jelly beans! And she said, no residuals either with Nickelodeon. Or should I say, nickel and dime Melodeon. And I was like, bro, come on. Like, it's never good enough for her ever it never will be and Jeanette says you know despite her complaints she know deep down she's grateful because it's a big step from where they used to be uh but she's still of course monitoring her lunches but now we kind of see a shift in the food that she's eating yeah like yes she's still eating basically scraps in my opinion is what I would describe all of this as uh but she notes for breakfast she makes her breakfast which like she didn't do before she even says i've never seen her support eating like this i was like that's your mom jesus christ god damn it uh and she says she wonders if this new development of her supporting her meals is because of miranda and, and nathan eating breakfast and lunch in their joint school room and it might look weird if she doesn't or is eating way less I know, I was like, but she doesn't focus on that for yeah. too long. She's like, I'm not even going to ask. Yeah. Just going to let it happen. She's like, I'm just going to take this blessing. Yeah, take this take this win Yeah, and keep it pushing. Right. And she talks about, you know, how her body is shifting and her nipple buds have become tiny breasts and just, you Aww. know, puberty things that are happening right now. Yeah. Her skin's breaking out. She Aww. started wearing makeup and trying to cover it. Like, cause she says she used to not like wearing makeup, but now that she's breaking out, she's like, concealer ain't that bad. Mood. <laughs> mood right. <laughs> Big mood. And she also recently started shaving her legs, which this part was fucked to me because. Yeah. Because she also says, well, mom does it for me because she still showers me even though I'm 16. <sighs> Lord Jesus. Like, when is the day she graduates and gets to wash herself? Gets to wash her is own Is it ass. 21? Like, is it 18? I don't know. Because 16, it's like we've passed the age where this is weird, mm-hmm. where this is fucked. Mm-hmm. 16 is like she's, people go off to war at 16. 18 but like i think it was probably 16 like the legal drinking age used to be 16 like you can drive at 16 you can get a job at 16 you can get a job like you're basically almost you're prepping for adulthood basically yeah you still live in your parents house at that age but you are like getting some independence but Mm -hmm. the fact that this this is like base level yeah she should have been washing herself at six Mm -hmm. it's 10 years later like at what point is enough enough yeah so i'm like i don't know when it's gonna be uh, right at this point because when i read that i was like are you shitting me yeah like, like is it 17 is it 16 and a half are we like, almost are there we all, right like, she, this are is, we there yet where and i guess her Ooh, brother's that's a good episode title Anywho. period <laughs> i like that um and i was actually wondering like why are why are um because in the next chapter and that's kind of ahead but i was like why aren't the brothers there but now i'm realizing they're probably like way older out of the house so Mm -hmm. it's just her and her mom yeah and she talks about how she starts shaving her legs because one of the moms of her co-stars like was criticizing her like making fun of her for having hairy legs and it reminded me of a situation that happened to me at like my literal birthday party i think it was in middle school Mm -hmm. and it was a pool party and so i had a bikini i think this was my first time like where i got my mom to buy me a bikini like it's a big deal that is a big deal and like it's a real bikini and uh one of my friends talked she was like hey she was really gentle about it she was like hey like i don't know if you've started doing this yet if your mom showed you how to do it but i noticed that that's really nice of way to say that yeah it was a really nice way to say it it was still super embarrassing though yeah but she was like but you know you you're down there is really hairy oh i thought you were gonna say something about her legs Mm -mm. 
Damn. Yeah, because I my mom never really taught me how to shave my private part. Um, and so for the pool, I like thought nothing of it because I, You're you know, child. I'm a ch- and I'm thinking like, oh, if this was like an actual big deal or something like my mom would have, you know, taken care of it or like shown me how to take care of it. But so the fact that that was the real start of me, like paying attention to that and like learning more about it, like, oh, like people at least like their bikini line or like something when they're wearing bathing suits and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that hair comes in quick. It does. And so, like I'm rocking a full bush and like, yeah, it's coming out the sides. <laughs> you were and... actually French, so. <laughs> I was French. Period. You should have told her that. Um, Have you been to France? This is how they do it. The funny thing is she was Canadian. And <laughs> <laughs> like spoke French. That's fucking hilarious. No, yeah, I actually wrote in my notes like this is so funny because I had to beg my parents to let me shave. Really? Yeah, because in gym, that was the first time in sixth grade where like my legs were like, well, in the summer it was bothering me like when I was wearing like shorts and stuff and all the girls had like smooth legs and I had hairy legs. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of an issue. But then I... At a certain point, we started wearing shorts in gym and like that was an everyday thing. And so I was like, oh, God, like I really, really, really need to get this leg shit together. Yeah. And tell me why my dad was like, you don't need to shave. And he made it a huge thing for me. And I was like crying like, dad, like you have to let me shave like everybody else is shaving. Yeah. And he's like from Africa. He's like, you don't need to shave. Like, what the fuck? He's like, you barely have any hair. I can't see your hair. Yeah. It is a very American thing. And I'm like, no, you can. My hair is black. And he's like, well, you're black. And I'm like, no, my hair is black. Like, you can see this shit. It's not blonde, dad. Even if it was like, why can't I shave? Yeah. And I talked to my mom it was a whole whole thing thing. in our household and it was a stressful thing for me that was big in my life Mm -hmm. I was like god damn it every day like all the popular girls had smooth legs Mm -hmm. and they would even like I even thought it was cool when people would show up with like cuts on their legs from like shaving shaving. like Like I idealized that because I was like I can't wait to shave and like fuck myself (laughs) (laughs) not really but like like, you want to do that bad that bad that bad y'all damn um but anyway Ooh. that was super random yeah <laughs> but it but, really reminded me of it because mm-hmm. like people do kind of like look down on you mm-hmm. now as a grown woman who can shave i don't shave but i yeah. wanted to be able to shave right you wanted the right to shave <laughs> or like to like live up to this beauty standard at the time that was like i wanted to normal. wear mascara i wanted yeah. to get my eyebrows waxed like, and like things that, that all come with age too like like you're growing interest mm. in these things too Ooh, i wonder if my dad was trying to stop me from growing up too could have been a little mature because he always he's always been against like any boyfriend i've had da, da, da. Mm, like, so like those not- little like microaggressions of like turning into an adult yes basically. literally so anyway mm. thoughts thoughts um but she we get to, to her talking about how the show is progressively becoming more popular they're going to all these talk shows going to award shows and she can't go anywhere without being recognized and people always approach her like sam where's your fried chicken Bruh. or can you hit me with your butter sock this cracked <laughs> me up yeah it was so fucking funny and so but she's so unimpressed by this and it causes her so much anxiety she even says i'm tired of people approaching me like they own me like i owe them something i didn't choose this life mom did i know and that's what's so different about it i think Mm -hmm. because like i don't think she would be as resentful like if i'm imagining like kim kardashian who wanted to be famous Mm -hmm. so like the way that her mom acts which is a little further ahead, but the way her mom acts with the paparazzi is kind of how I would think Kim was at, would react to when, like, it's like, oh, my God, they're finally noticing me. But yeah. Jeanette literally didn't want to be famous. She just was acting because her mom wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then the show blew up. Right. And then she goes into talking about how child stars... Um, how their careers turn out, which I thought was very interesting and great points. She's saying, you know, 
people are saying like she'll say to people see out the movies which isn't true because she's not in any movie she's just on tv and she's talking about the transition from child stardom to a legitimate career as an adult in the entertainment industry is notoriously really tough which i'm like yeah you don't really the crossover is not that easy you don't see it a lot Mm. and she says the second the child star tries to grow and break free from their image they become bait for the media highly publicized as rebellious troubled and tortured when all they're trying to do is grow and it instantly made me think of miley cyrus because (laughs) when can't be tame came out oh that was yeah after her trying to like transition from like her hannah montana image like it was huge the moms were going nuts i know they like put her on their like I don't know, kill list. Like, yeah. they were upset. They were upset. It was, like, in tabloids. Just, like, any... As soon as she, like, put that image out there, people were like, she's doing drugs, she's mm-hmm, drinking. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we started seeing, like, videos of random shit that teenagers do. And Right. Like, they can't be normal teenagers because they're in this spotlight position. I know. She, she did sum it up really well on mm-hmm. 121. If y'all are reading, like, it was great. Yeah. And she's saying that, you know, the fame has also put a wedge between her and her mom Mm. that she didn't even think was possible. I know. I thought that was so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's really like the way she like sets this book up and sets all of these chapters up. You really see the growth and progression of her mental state, too. So true. Of how she's viewing all of this. Mm -hmm. And, And like her writing is really, really good. Um, and she even says her happiness came at the cost of mine. I feel robbed and exploited. That was so well said. And it was deep too. And she said, I pretended for my job for so long and for my mom for so long. And now I'm starting to think I'm pretending for myself too. So we're really reaching this great awakening of Jeanette and her mental state and how she feels about acting and all of these things. That's and, very true. Yeah. So, and it, it got me thinking like a way further ahead of like, oh my gosh, like, was this the start of her being like iCarly and I like Sam and Kat and that's it. Like, I'm not doing anything after this because it's like, you know, she was growing up. She's getting older. Yeah. So I feel like we probably will see some of that later on. No, I totally agree. And yeah, it's like we finally got to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm so unhappy. Mm, yeah. So that's really upsetting. And like, it's really sad because I feel like she's starting to gaslight herself heavy mm-hmm. about like, she f- hates her mom, but then she's like, damn, I feel bad for my mom. Or not, I feel bad for my mom, but like, I'm supposed to love my mom. So she feels guilty. And then she's like, it's okay that she that you don't like your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, your mom sucks. Yeah. But yeah, it's like hard to accept that yeah and on 35 i feel like we get a little more into that too Mm, so true okay so getting into 35 y'all it's sunday morning and everyone in the house is asleep um jeanette wants to go to church Mm -hmm. it's been a minute since they went to church six months to be exact it's their longest stint ever and she's just like really anxious she like wants to go Mm -hmm. and her mom is asleep and she is like trying to wake her up this is the third time she's tried she brings her her tea like she's reheating the tea because it's gotten cold mm-hmm. um and she's like mom we have to leave now like you have to start getting ready or we're not gonna make it mm-hmm. and her mom's basically just like sleeping she's like yo i've worked too hard lately <laughs> i'm right too tired. which is like the audacity <laughs> i know i know she's like Jeanette's like i'm tired too i've worked hard lately too right And she actually says, I've worked a lot harder than mom has. Mm -hmm. And then she says, I feel guilty for thinking this. Mm -hmm. And we get a little bit of like her internal dialogue here. Mm -hmm. She's like, she does drive me to and from work, which has to be tiring. And then like the other part of her is like, well, yeah, but I do homework on the drive plus memorize lines, then spend 10 hours on set rehearsing, performing and being on under bright lights and intense pressure while she sits up in the dressing room perusing women's world and gossiping with my co-stars moms and so it's like these two it's like the devil on her shoulder and the angel on her shoulder Mm -hmm. and she's just not allowing herself to really feel upset at her mom yeah 
Yeah. She tries to swallow the conflicting parts of her. She's like, this is actually not the point of what's happening. Like, I need to focus on getting her to church. Yeah, right. Like, we'll deal with this later, almost, in a sense. Right. And then we get into this part on 124 that I thought was really interesting, where she's like, well, you know... Um, I used to think being inactive was like a terrible thing, like the worst sin ever. But maybe it's just like you go to church to get things from God. And then once you get the thing from God, like why you don't have to go anymore because you like got what you wanted. Mm hmm. And she even says, Who's ne who needs God when you've got clear mammograms and a series regular role on Nickelodeon? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like. But I guess that is like that type of religious thing where I don't know how that's looked at. I'm sure this is not how it's looked at in the Mormon church. Like, at least for me, like Christianity, it's like, yes, you go to church to get to these points mm -hmm. and like to pray and like whatever you need to do. But it's also like it's work too. You have to continuously put in the work still, even after the blessing comes. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that like people do view church as like Santa Claus, God, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, like please give me whatever, 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 and I'll do this. And then you yeah. get it. And then you know it's like it's like very transactional right where it's like oh if i do this tithe like i'm gonna get something back immediately or like mm -hmm. automatically get something back in return which kind of speaking of i you know we always talk about on the show how like support us do these things and i'm like i took a second to reflect and i was like what am i doing for like my favorite shows like one of my favorite independent shows so like the newsworthy for example which if you don't listen to the newsworthy you should um they have a five dollar subscription set up where it's like every month like it's an insider edition so i don't have ads or anything like that and like get like extra stuff oh. and it, i was like it's only five bucks like that's nothing i can swing five bucks and so i signed up and then immediately the same day coincidentally we got our first patreon subscriber wow i mean the universe is very much you give and you receive you know it's right. not like you can take 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 i mean that just brings me to like the global environmental crisis because we just take from the earth mm -hmm. we don't respect the earth and then we wonder why there's global warming right rabbit hole into all of those things too. but like yeah i mean her mom we've known from jump she does not really caring about god mm -hmm. she uses god as a way to manipulate people and i think a lot of people do that mm -hmm. and so, of course, when she's not struggling, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, right. But it's sad that this is, like, the example that she's setting for Jeanette. Because Jeanette's, like, confused as fuck. Right. Which, shout out to Julia, our other, like, OG resident well-read baddie. Who first is Patreon. our first Patreon subscriber and member. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you, Julia. Um, and so we're wrapping it up with chapter 36. Uh, Jeanette has a stomach ache. She tells her mom after they just had a quick lunch with her manager Susan they're running down Sunset Boulevard to make it back to the set on time because they only get a 30 minute lunch and this is kind of like what you were talking about earlier where they see the paparazzi and they're like mm, yeah and her mom's telling her smile by the paparazzi and <laughs> her mom literally goes hi Glenn it's like this paparazzi person like they know and he's like hey damn it's like oh gosh and so they get back to the Nickelodeon studios and she's like trying to like race to the dressing room to get ready for the next scene she pulls down her pants and she realizes that there's blood on her underwear. Oh my god! Well, it's like jump scare. Right. <laughs> um, and she says she first learned about a period, which is what we're talking about, menstruation, <laughs> six years ago when her neighbor Teresa, who was exactly ten and eleven months older than her, and it was kind of the one of those things where it's like somebody's like, "I'm older than you by like eight months" or like whatever the fuck. When it's like, "Fuck off." Um. But they're talking, they're having the conversation of periods and Jeanette doesn't really know like what a period is. <laughs> yeah. So Teresa's like describing it to her and she's like, you know, well, I got mine and I was scared to see the blood at first. But then my mom taught me how to use pads and stuff. And then I went to hometown buffet with all the women in my family to celebrate, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Like, that's yeah, kind of nice is. experience. I would wish I would want that for my kid. I yeah. get a dinner with all the women. Right. Like you're like. My first period experience, I put the pad on backwards and the sticky part. Mm -hmm, you can only imagine how that <laughs> went. Let that stay up into the imagination for y'all. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like my dumb ass. 
Um, and so, you know, Teresa's obviously describing it as like becoming a woman and Jeanette's really confused. And she's like, I envied a lot of things about Teresa's life, but this is not one of them. This is the becoming a woman is the last thing Jeanette wants. And she's sitting there now on the toilet and she calls out for her mom and she's like, I'm bleeding. And she can barely get the ble- the ing out of the bleeding. And her mom's in there and she's like, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Like making it this like tragic event. I know. Which I mean, your period's not fun. Like, yeah, that's true. But like your first introduction to it, I think it's really important because yes. it like sets you up for the future of how you feel, see it and feel. Yeah. 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 And so she like wraps this long strip of toilet paper around her hand and tells her to stuff it in her underwear. And she goes to get Patty, who is the school teacher. And she watches the clock tick by. It's 10 minutes later. Patty comes back and like basically gives her a pad and like says like, that's why you're like Jeanette's running late, coming back to school and whatever. And she's like, congratulations, Jeanette. Congrats on becoming a woman. Like, her worst nightmare but then the thing that like really killed me is like now apparently everyone knows of like what happened because her mom had to be like oh this is why Jeanette was late instead of being like oh like we had you know I know her mom some private things happening she like oh Jeanette got her period and she says you know how did I become a woman I thought I was doing everything in my power to avoid this and she says I know what I should do to fix this Tomorrow, there won't be any 2% milk or honeycomb or smart ones. I've been slacking, and the slacking needs to stop. Oh. I need to get back to anorexia. I need to be a kid again. That would cr- I mean, it's so fucked, but I was like, wow. I mean, that's insane that she's just like, I need to get back to anorexia. Like, right, like, like and, an old friend. <laughs> right, and now we're seeing how, like, oh, like, you know, that transition from she didn't really know what anorexia was and, like, eating disorders and that type of thing, but now she knows what it is and, like, she wants it. I know. And, like, it's mental battle, game, like... Well, that's just how you know. Like, her mom has... I mean, that just happens. I guess your parents influence you and that's why you have to unlearn it, but, Mm -hmm. like, she's really in the thick of... The learning. The foundation, yeah, is, like the foundation's anorexia mm-hmm. so yeah so unfortunately that's where we end our episode today um we did have some story things that we're gonna do really quick some questions that we asked y'all on instagram which reminder to go check out our instagram if you want to participate yes okay so we're gonna do one from last week just because oh yeah we, we have to catch up a chance um so last week we were kind of talking about how Jeanette's mom like was embarrassing her Mm -hmm. when she was trying to buy a gift for Miranda her new cool friend Mm -hmm. and so the question that we asked last week was were you ever ashamed of your parents growing up so the response we got was yeah my dad had explosive episodes often and would embarrass us in public damn so that's really upsetting. Right, like a like public humiliation, literally. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's damn. really fucked. I don't like that. Um, and then we asked another question. Um, that was, did your parents ever try to control who you hung out with mm-hmm. because of this was the reason we asked this question was that mom did not want her really hanging out with uh miranda because Mm -hmm. she's not christian or i mean mormon and so it just kind of sparked that question in my mind and so i got a few responses that said absolutely no sleepovers listen to my phone calls rarely let me go out without little sibs siblings about that I had that one too. Yeah, I I agree. Like, um, my parent, my dad was pretty controlling of like who I hung out with, and he was not a fan of sleepovers. Listens to phone calls is kind of an invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. But I do know a lot of people who had to bring their like little siblings places. Yeah, true too. Um, and then we got another one, and it was yes, but she was right about some. So that's kind mm. of yeah, that, one of those because sometimes moms be knowing. They like my mom's gotten it right sometimes too, and I'm like, damn, she was right about that person. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't want to like acknowledge it, yeah. So, I guess it can go several different ways. Mm -hmm. And okay, so 
We did have a question for this week because, you know, Jeanette's developing. Mm. And <laughs> were you uncomfortable when you started developing? Um, and so we got most people saying yes. I was part of the yes. Me too. <laughs> and then we got a few no's, but it seems like a lot of people were uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable. It it's weird. Time. It is a lot of awkward moments. Mm -hmm. it, reading these chapters reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, oh, okay. This one's interesting. So this one says, how did adults around you react to your body developing? Because we know Miss Deborah was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And she's villainized getting older. Mm, yeah, that's good word, villainizing it. Versus her her school teacher who had the, in my opinion, correct reaction. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Like more like, positive. It should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Like you've you made it right um so we got a few responses one person said they ignored it which Valid. okay <laughs> um i do think we should have some conversations ideally but i guess it's better to be ignored than like to be weirdly objectified Ooh, like this bad. person who said they called me sexy which is inappropriate oh, on so many levels because you're like 13 when you got their birthday um Anyway, and then we got one that said it felt like a secret everyone knew about except me until I started exploring on my own. Mm, I relate to that, too. Like, I was uncomfortable, but, like, it felt like this ominous thing if it wasn't really being talked about, like, mm. just, like, plainly, you know? Mm, yeah, like, there was no... I do... I agree. Like, I, I hope to have more conversations like around that time like open and yeah, honest conversations so that, like as a kid like you just don't know what to expect mm -hmm. like i remember i had my parents like buy me this like that damn book i think is american uh, girl no no it's uh i know why you're saying american girl because like it had like that, that american energy. girl essence you know the one we all um, did? Yes, I'm going to find it, and I'm going to screenshot, and I'm going to send it to you, and you're going to be like, yeah, the one where they're, like, all in the towels. Yes. Yep. yep. I was, like, begging my mom. I was like, no one's talking to me about this. We were in Barnes & Noble. I was like, <laughs> you need to buy this for me. I remember I got it as a present. I wish I had, but anyway, I did read the shit out of it. I was like, okay, my titties are going to grow. And yeah, like, it shows did. you, like... <laughs> They never did, Lauren. <laughs> it showed you, like, the pictures. And they're like, yours are like this. Yours can be like this. Yours can be like this. Yeah. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. But I was like, hello? <laughs> they need to have one that's, like, for little titty girls. Like, well, they're going to they're doing gonna do something. And then they're just going to stop. And then just don't, don't expect anything. Yeah, like, no big expectations. They need to have one like that. Because I should was make it. so sad. You could do if it. If you know you've got small chests in your family, give this to your daughter. And it's just going to be like, nothing's really going to change, girl. Don't mm -hmm. worry but about it. But enjoy it. Here's the positives <laughs> about it. One day you're going to really like it and you won't have to wear a bra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Try the to biggest. look on the bright side. Mm -hmm. Right. It is giving very much like you're expected to have titties. You're expected mm -hmm. to have hips. You know what I mean? That's true. So like all like these changes like are going to happen. And then they, damn. Yeah, that's true. Sad. That is sad. Fuck. Anyway, but thank anyway. you guys for answering. <laughs> yes. We will have questions next week. More questions. And um, yeah. This is great. I'm just saying, you gonna close this out? Oh my God. Yes, what said. did we even say at the end? I'm gonna let you do it. <laughs> this has been another episode of <laughs> She Won't Red. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. Bye, y'all. <laughs>